Bridgerton has broken Netflix's record for like most watched English series, I think, in North America. And guys, <laughs> are we surprised? Like, are we surprised? Because I'm not surprised at all. Hey, do you love movies and TV shows so much that you can watch them at any time? Do you love going down memory lane and thinking of your favorite movies growing up, like Jurassic Park or Back to the Future or even like High School Musical? Or do you love quoting movies like, life is like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> hey, my name is Melody, and as someone who grew up in New York City, surrounded by entertainment, and dreaming of the day I'd be on Disney Channel, movies and TV shows are things that I love. So, I created The Watchaholic, a podcast all about your favorite TV shows and movies growing up, and the ones that just premiered yesterday. I want you to think of this podcast as a place where you can come to hang out with a friend every Monday and talk about some of the best movies and TV shows that have graced our screens over the years. One week I can be talking about an Oscar winning film like Forrest Gump and then next week I can be talking about the worst reality shows that I hate to love like Netflix's Love is Blind or the famous MTV hit Jersey Shore. So pull up a chair and let's chat. This is The Watchaholic. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for coming back. This is another episode of The Watchaholic. So guys, if you're listening, um, just so you know, I am filming this also on YouTube. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you're probably going to notice that I might be in a different space than I normally am in. Um, let's just say we had a little bit of some movement around. I got a new desk. Lots of fun things happening in my household lately. But um, yeah, so it just might look a little bit different if you are watching this on YouTube, but don't worry, we will get back to regular programming and a much better backdrop soon. If you're listening, this doesn't matter to you because you've never seen my face. Or have you? It's a mystery. It's a mystery. If you want to keep the mystery, keep it up. Keep it up. But guys, today's episode, we of course are going to be talking and continuing to talk about oh, Bridgerton. Obviously, you know, we are on an obsession of Bridgerton. And I kind of wanted to start off this episode by talking about some things that we have heard when it comes to Bridgerton. So Bridgerton has broken Netflix's record for like most watched English series, I think in North America. And guys, <laughs> are we surprised? Like, are we surprised? Because I'm not surprised at all. I mean, the this show is clearly a huge huge obsession like everywhere anywhere you go on tiktok anywhere you're on just social media in general everyone is talking about bridgerton season two and i think it's just because they just they outdid themselves this season and i will continue to say that every time i talk about this show or anytime i'm recapping i literally feel like i'm saying this every single time but it's the absolute truth like literally this show has changed has changed everything, has changed um, Bridgerton in general. Um, and I don't know how they're going to be going into season three because this season has, it's on a level that it's going to be very, very hard to match. Ex especially when it comes to the, um, whoever the the next Bridgerton is. Like, I feel like they're going to have some huge shoes to fill because Anthony Bridgerton's storyline and story have been or was so good that the idea that somebody has to top that guys man I don't know I'm scared for whoever it is whether it's going to be Colin Benedict or Eloise I don't know if they are ready for what is coming but they've got big shoes to fill so yeah 
the show has literally just surpassed all of Netflix's series and also like Anthony and Kate aka Simon uh, Simone Ashley and Jonathan Bailey have just put a lovers or a romantic relationship at such high level with their chemistry that I don't know if it will ever be repeated again their chemistry is electric it is it is it's amazing like I don't know what is going on between these two people but man casting they got that shit right because holy moly my god they are just so electric and in episode five which we will be covering today does it get any more electrical (laughs) are fireworks going off absolutely like like yeah everyone I buy this episode I know and I've been watching reactors talk about this episode but everyone is just like why haven't they kissed yet are we getting there by that like everyone just wants it so bad because Anthony Bridgerton oh man this season he goes in on the uh on the tension that that is created and we will talk about the scene but my oh my shit gets real 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 quick and it is kisses all around and I can't wait to talk about it so let's just do it let's get into it let's get into it now okay so the first thing well let's just summarize this um episode so this is episode five guys this episode is so good (laughs) you know and I said this at the end of my last episode the idea that this show is so good like episodes four through eight are so good that literally choosing which is my favorite or which is the best is incredibly hard like this episode I don't know if it's I don't even know if it's better than episode four but it's still like like they just meet each other because they're just that good it is one of my I'm just gonna say it's one of my favorite episodes um basically in this in this episode you know more truths are revealed from all aspects we have the Sheffields which are um Edwina's grandparents and uh Lady Mary's parents um they come to dinner a lot of shit hits the fan we have Anthony and Kate just getting closer and closer and more of their longing there's lots of longing and there's episode we have the introduction of some jealousy who doesn't love some good jealousy we have some really with the revelations also comes a lot of sadness and hurt especially from Kate's side this is the episode where she really really starts to feel like she doesn't know what to do she is literally in the worst pickle of all and um yeah it's really really sad to watch Kate kind of go through this um and there's this one thing though that like I just don't understand that I want to get into as to why Anthony and Kate just can't be together like why is it that like Edwina if Edwina doesn't marry him and he decides that he doesn't want to marry Edwina why can't he just be with Kate like what is like like what is this huge thing like they're not married yet I mean he did propose so I guess maybe that's probably why like it would be a huge scandal if all of a sudden he'd be like oh I'm not marrying Edwina and the next you know he's marrying Kate I guess that's the reason why they they can't even think about the idea like oh well 
we could still be together. Like, we love each other. I guess that's my huge thing. But whenever I hear Anthony talk about how, like, we're going to act like we never knew each other, like, we never met, like, this is all going to go away, I'm like, but why? Like, why, why does she have to go away? Why can't she just, like, you know, run off together and do your own thing? <laughs> like, but, of course, alas, we do have a show, so they can't just do that. But anyway, let's go into our scene-by-scene breakdown. Now, this episode really does have a lot of mostly Kate and Anthony um, scenes or things related to them. So that makes me really, really happy because I really don't want to talk about the Featheringtons or really the Penelope and Eloise situation that's going on. But there is like a couple of, a couple of little things that I do want to mention. But for the most part, this is a very heavy, mostly Kate and Anthony family breakdown situation episode and I'm ready for it so let's get into it so the episode starts off with um it's beautiful it's basically Kate fanning herself because she is so like she can't stop thinking about all these amazing moments and attention feels sexy ah hot moments she has had with Mr. Bridgerton Mr. Anthony Mm. She's rethinking the hunting scene. She's rethinking the scene in the library in the episode prior. Like she is like has hot gots the hots. But the the episode pretty much kicks off like right after he has proposed and then they are now in the house. And of course, it is the famous the famous scene from the trailers where Anthony and Kate are looking at each other in slow motion and Anthony's walking towards her and their pinkies like just almost touch it is a Shondaland like a beautiful thing if I didn't know this but someone posted this video of of Scandal which is also a Shonda um Shondaland production and I didn't realize like she just loves to do this in her shows but they put like a side-by-side comparison of the Scandal of Scandal which is I've never seen Scandal so I don't know the names but I'm guessing it's the president guy and Carrie Washington's character who are having like their own affair behind closed doors and it's them walking towards each other in slow motion and their pinkies almost touch now obviously it, I, I don't think it probably hit people as much because it's like so modern like if you did this in like a modern time I guess it wouldn't be considered as sexy but because this is like you know the olden times with Queen Elizabeth and shit like that you know well not Queen Elizabeth but you know Queen Charlotte and it was the Regency time and the idea of like these two characters that have to hold back their like passion for one another and the pinkies almost such I think it's just like a different feeling but the idea of finding out that that was also that's definitely a Shondaland Shondaland thing I'm here for it I'm here for some picky touches. I love every second of it. Um, but basically, she's fanning herself. He comes by. He's like, Miss Shamba? And oh, oh, my God. He looks so damn good. Oh, my God. My God. Anthony Bridgerton could not look sexier in that slow freaking moment. My God. Oh, Jesus. Kill us all. We all needed a fan. We, I need a fan right now just thinking about it. We all need a fucking fan in this show because, my God, it is hot as all balls. Um, so anyway, we go into the room, the whole family's there, the queen is here because she is announcing, or not announcing, but basically telling, um, Anthony and Edwina that she wants to host the nuptials. Anthony's like, nah, you don't need to do that, like, I could do it at my home, at Aubrey Hall, nice and small, quiet, and then she's like, no, 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 she is my diamond, and I will be hosting at my home, or wherever I think, I think she's hosting at her house, yeah, or her, her, her home, her, her mansion, her era. Um, but 
Kate in this whole time is just like has this cup of tea and she is like shaking and of course we have Anthony looking at her and everybody's like Anthony don't you dare look at Kate don't you look at her after the shit you've been putting her through okay stop acting like you're not teasing her every fucking time you're alone in a room together and then you're gonna go and propose to her sister and then pretend like oh Mishama like nothing just happened the night before like mm -hmm, you know what you were doing okay he said he literally whispered in her ear tell me you feel nothing and I will walk away I'm sorry what sir excuse me what sir if you would have said that to me and then the next day you're like I'm marrying your sister I'd been like what the fuck is wrong with you what in the actual hell sorry I got heated but anyway <laughs> so uh yeah they're just looking at each other um you could just tell that Kate is extremely nervous and is just she is freaking out she's like I have feelings there's a lot going on here she is shaking the tea is almost falling out of her hands it's hilarious so um yeah that happens and we're skipping on to the next scene which is <laughs> it's a glorious one I call it the trying on the ring scene because basically Anthony and the jeweler who's gonna size Edwina's ring because clearly doesn't fit her because it's not meant for her um are in they come to visit um lady danbury's home which is where everyone's staying where edwina and her family are staying and kate kate walks in and it's like oh fuck it's kate and then she's like oh they're my um edwina and lady mary aren't back yet like what is it that you guys need and then he's like oh the jewel is like we're here to size her ring or uh, antony says it and then and then we move on to like the most awkward interaction so Anthony is standing like by a window and she's sitting on the couch and they're like like looking at each other but not wanting to look at each other and it's just so awkward because they both know what happened like literally the night before like they're not gonna talk about this like Kate is literally like are you not gonna talk about this so of course Anthony being the idiot that he is it's like basically starts asking her about the weather and she's like you you wish to speak to me about the weather my lord and I'm like exactly really Anthony really really can't say anything else so then she like stands up and goes and like talks to him and she's just like what about what happened last night you know what you did last night I love that I, like whenever I talk about like I never say it in their actual words I literally just paraphrase it as if like we're talking in modern times so when she's like what passed between us between aubrey hall i'm like you know what you did last night yeah when you whispered in my fucking ear <laughs> this is how i do my recaps y'all this is how i do my scene breakdowns um but basically he's just like nothing happened between us he's just like trying to avoid it he is literally trying to avoid it by all costs and not admit that anything happened between them and then you have the jeweler comes up and he's just like, hey, like, do you use the same size glove as your um, as your sister? And she's like, oh, yeah, sometimes like she just like doesn't care about this guy who's just waiting there for cake and just waiting for Edwina to get back. And of course, he's like, oh, well, I can use your hand to size to size the, the ring. I was like, oh, God, here we go. Awkward as all fuck. So he comes over. And Anthony's like, no, 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 like, we, we, we don't need to do that. And he's like, oh, absolutely. It'll be really easy. I can do it. Like, I can just look at her hand and I'll know exactly what size she needs. Like, it's super duper awkward. So he gets the ring and the jeweler puts it on Kate's finger. And, of course, it's like an absolute perfect fit. Like, absolutely perfect fit. Of course, because, like, it's meant for her, obviously. And Anthony's looking at it and he's just 
he starts look he like holds her hand and he's like oh this is the ring that my dad gave to my mom before they wed and they're looking at each other intensely and they're like oh my god it's beautiful they're like caressing kind of like each other's hands like with like their thumb over the ring and it's like just a zoom of their hands like touching and them kind of like looking at each other and then bam of course edwina and lady mary walk in and then they're just like oh oh and they're like oh what's happening here like oh nothing they're coming here to resize the ring like (laughs) nothing's going on nothing's going on no nothing nothing's going on so he so the ring ends up being stuck on kate's finger obviously because let's keep going with that so she takes off the ring eventually and then lady danbury announces that the sheffields are coming for dinner because they've heard about the announcement in the newspaper and they're like they want to come and meet their granddaughter who they've never met and i fucking hate these people like when we talk about them in the next coming scene like they are horrible people and god it's just horrible so that they're coming back and Kate is like, fuck, well, I need to tell my family like what the deal is. Because remember, at this point, nobody knows that Edwina has to marry an English, um, an English man of nobility in order for Edwina to get like money from the grandparents so that they don't like aren't in ruin, basically. But nobody knows this. This is like a deal, quote unquote, that Kate has done on the side. So Lady Mary, her mom and Edwina do not know. And obviously Brid- Bridgerton, so no, nobody knows. So at this point, she's like, fuck, I gotta say something. But anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on to one of the best scenes. We have got the lake scene. Let's call it the lake scene, guys. So in this scene, we get so much stuff. We got Lady Danbury basically making Kate feel like shit. Like, girl, if you ruin this, only a great scandal would ruin this for your sister. Are you that fool? Do you want to do that to your sister? Do you want to fuck shit up? Because Lady Danbury knows. She knows that Kate has feelings for Antony, even though she hasn't admitted it. But Lady Danbury, she fucking knows. She knows. And um, she's basically, like, I feel bad because she she's literally making Kate feel even worse than she does about herself. About the idea that she has these feelings for Antony that she doesn't want to have. She feels extremely guilty that this is going on. And, like... I love Lady Danbury, but this is one of those scenes where I was like, lady, come on. You're making her feel so bad. Like, come on. But anyway, we've got Anthony being extremely jealous because Kate is on the lake with um, Dorsey, who was in episode two, the guy who was at the races, who started talking to her. And then you found out that it was kind of like a plant. But he's there just saying like, hey, like, I actually did really like you. And I just wanted to talk to you. And she was like, okay, fine. So they go around the lake and Anthony is there with Edwina and Violet. <laughs> it is jealousy gold. And I'm here for every second of it. I'm here for every second. Of it. <laughs> it's all good. So he... He's just looking at her laughing on this boat with this other guy. And he's just staring like, what the fuck is she doing talking to that guy? Like, he is so pissed. And and Edwina and Violet are like talking to him. And he's like, oh, absolutely. He has no idea what they're talking about. Because he's so focused on Kate and Dorsey on that boat. <laughs> but anyway, so they get back. And of course, like a freaking Anthony, like who do you think you are? Like who do you think you are just like coming in to like, oh, I'm gonna, like you wouldn't act like that for your freaking sister. This woman who's gonna be your sister-in-law literally comes over and he's just like, oh, you don't know how to tie a knot. And Dorsey's like, really? It's fine. And he's just like, no, 
no he's like trying to impress kate by like saying that he can fix a fucking knot like come on like get out of here and when i mean a knot i mean like the knot when a boat is getting tied to um what is that called where the boat goes up to you know you tie it up so that it doesn't float away um so or the deck i guess that's what we're gonna call we're gonna call a deck and then he proceeds to move dorsey out of the way to say pardon me like to he to puts out his hand so that kate can take it so she can get out of the boat and she kind of looks at him like really anyway she takes his hand and this is the scene from the trailer they're like hold, they're like holding hands and he doesn't let go of her hand and they're kind of looking at each other and he's just holding her hand and then he, he falls back he chips on the dog. He falls back with Dorsey and they both hit the water. And oh my God, it's so fucking sexy, guys. It's so sexy. Oh my God. When he is in that water and he is angrily taking off his clothes, may I add. And it's so funny because you see the differences between him and Dorsey. Dorsey's like, oh, the water's so refreshing. Like, this is great. And Anthony's just fucking pissed that he just made a fool out of himself and is literally wet. And Edwina and Kate are both looking and... Edwina, I mean, Kate's like, it's not polite to stare. Like, don't stare. It's not good for you to stare. And she's like, I know, but she can't stop staring. And then Edwina stares, and then she notices that Kate is also staring at him. And I'm like, girl, that should have been your cue. Like, why is my sister looking at my man that way? Am I right? Like, why are you looking at him like that? I mean, goddammit, he looks so hot. He's, like, angrily taking off his clothes. And then he's, like, oh, wet. Oh, my God. Anthony Bridgerton, Jonathan Bailey, what have you done to us? What has this gay man done to us straight women? My God, I cannot. Oh, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway, moving on. So next thing we've got, and this is just like the most, it's not really that important, but Benedict, he got accepted to his art school in the last episode. So he's on his first day of class, basically, and he's drawing a naked woman. Yay. Woohoo, Benedict. Yay. You're in art school. Awesome. Happy for you kisses let's move on then we've also got penelope who finds out that eloise has been sneaking around going to the bad part of town to go and hang out with her new friend mr theo sharp who i can't wait to see a little bit more of i'm excited to see more of theo sharp but anyway um yeah, she's just hanging out and Penelope. And this is one thing with Penelope this season that I didn't understand. And I don't know if she was just worried that Eloise was going to find out that she is Lady Whistletown. Or, wow, I just, <coughs> I just lost my voice there. Or is she just jealous that Eloise is hanging out with somebody else and not her? Like, sometimes I couldn't tell the difference because I'm like, She's just talking to this guy. Like, why are we so upset? Like, just let her live her life. So I, I couldn't really tell throughout this season, really, like, what Penelope's goal was. Like, why was she so, like, stop hanging out in that part of town? I, I, I'm i assuming it's because she was scared that Eloise was going to find out. But a lot of the times it just sounded like she was jealous. I don't know. If you know... I don't know send me a dm or email me or if you're watching this on youtube put a comment down below and let me know because i really couldn't understand what which one it was was it jealousy or was it like worry i don't know but anyway that's that not really super fun because obviously all the meaty juicy stuff of this episode is kate and anthony so let's get back into them yes we shall so let's skip on over to the dinner from hell <laughs> which is when the Sheffields arrive. They arrive, 
Adwina's so excited. Kate is about to tell her, like, hey, this is what's going on. But then obviously she gets interrupted. Lady Danbury comes in. They get ready for dinner. They go. The Bridgertons are here. They're all at dinner. And they're all, like, casually sitting. Oh, and at this point also you realize how, like, how she does, how Lady Mary doesn't talk to her parents and how her parents look down at her. Like, they don't even, like, say hello to her when she walked into the room. Like, it's just really awkward and just... You can just tell they do not have a horrible relationship. So we're at this dinner table. And guys, this is like the worst dinner scene I have like ever seen. Like it is so awkward. It is like shit is revealed. It is shit hits the fan is more what I like to say. Because you have Lady Mary's mom, Lady Sheffield, who basically decides to just start like digging in at Lady Mary being like, oh, well, you know, we couldn't even show our faces because our daughter did this. And then everybody around the table, like, so you have Lady Danbury, who's like, oh, like, let's talk about something else. And, but the but Lady Sheffield is so intent. Like, she went to that. She literally came to this dinner, not to meet her granddaughter, but more to just talk shit in front of everyone about her daughter and just say about how ashamed she is of her daughter. That's basically what she came for. Because she just starts talking about like, oh, we had a match for her, but she decided to go with this other guy who was just a clerk who already had a daughter and who knows what her mother's name was. Like, it's just talking bad shit. And everybody's just like at the table like, what the fuck? And then Lady Lady Mary at some point is just like, fuck it. I'm not about to listen to all this crap. She stands up for herself and it's a beautiful moment. She stands up for herself and is just like, no, like I followed my heart and I'm glad that I did because I I wanted to raise my daughters. That's right. She's like my daughters to not be after just wealth and all these other things that are just not important. And it's a beautiful, it's so beautiful and so well acted. And she's just like I don't want anything from you and then that's when Lady Sheffield's like well you don't but your daughter does and everybody's like and Kate's like fuck because Kate's like okay let's talk about something else and they're like not doing it and she just she hits the fan it's bad it's horrible shit hits the fan she basically reveals like you know that whole thing that you know Edwina has to marry a man of English nobility and Antony and the Bridgertons are like are you fucking kidding? Like, you could just see, like, they're like, what? <laughs> like, and in this moment, I couldn't tell which route Antony was going to go with. I wasn't, no, I didn't know if Antony was going to be like, fuck, how dare you? I'm out of here. Or if he was going to stay quiet or if he was going to defend them. Like, I had no idea which way he was going because he just looked upset. And then, obviously, but I think at the same time, everyone could tell that Edwina had no idea. She was just like, Didi? Like, what are you, what is she talking about? Like, you could tell, like, she had no idea. And this is when Anthony became one of the sexiest men alive, and we should just put him on people. Um, he slams down his napkin, and he's just basically, in all in all, just says, like, y'all have no matters. Y'all have no manners. You came into this household saying all these horrible things about these women who are loyal, wonderful women, like just defending them. And it's so beautiful to see that he defended them and was like such a good man. And I think his father would have been so proud of him. But he basically kicks him out and is just like, listen, you have disrespected me, this family today. You need to get the fuck out of this house. And he's like telling the, the people like, Tell them that they can come and get their horses like they're leaving. And then he also says, bitch, y'all ain't be going to get any invitation to our wedding. Thank you. Goodbye. 
goodbye. And then the Sheffields are all like, oh, how dare you? Like, all like, I'm like, bitches, you came into this dinner and have been extremely rude. And this isn't even your home. The Bridgertons and the Sharmas didn't come to hang out with you. You came to hang out with them. And they're going to come and just like blow up their shit and act that rude to them. Yeah, get the fuck out. I was so happy when freaking Anthony was like, get out. I was like. That was a win on Anthony, and I could not. I was so proud of him in that moment. I said, thank God. Thank God we have a good man. Thank God we have a good man. He's stupid sometimes, but this was a shining bright moment for him, and I was here for every second of it. So the Bridgertons are obviously upset. They get up. Like, they're so mad about the fact that, like, no one told them about this, but still, they decide they're going to leave. They're like, we're leaving. And Anthony runs after, I mean, excuse me, Kate runs after Anthony. He's just like, I need to talk to you, please. I beg a word. I beg a word, please. And then he's just like, okay, fine. Mom, I'll meet you at home. And <laughs> guys, let's get into the next scene. <laughs> because it is the most watched episode, I think, or most watched scene all over TikTok, all over Instagram, all over social media. It is in everyone's minds on the constant. And I want to dive deep into it. And it is... The famous scene in another library at Lady Danbury's where basically Kate's like, no, like, you need to marry my sister. You need to marry her. And he's just like, no, like, you misled me and all this stuff. And, like, I know she didn't know. And, like, I don't want to to ruin her reputation because I know she didn't know. And she's and Kate's like, no, 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 like, you need to marry her. Like, you've been wanting to do this from the beginning. Like, why don't you want to do it anymore? And then he's just like oh well you it's because of you and she's like well I'm leaving to India India and this is when he says and that is not far enough do you think there is a corner of this world that you can travel to far away enough to free me from this torment and I remember watching this for the first time and being like what the fuck like where is this going like why is he being so like mean to her like why like where is this going and 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 he says you are the bane of my existence and guys the way this film this is shot it was shot so beautifully like it was shot so beautifully but basically um they are um the the he says you are the bane of my existence and the camera is on kate's um sh- uh, her right shoulder so the angles from behind her and you see him it's like zoomed in on him and it says bane of my existence and then the camera moves to her other shoulder and then he says and the object of all my desires. This is when the world lost their mother effing shit. Everyone lost their shit because this is when the scene went from I fucking hate you to my God, I can't stand not being with you. You are the object of all my desires. Can imagine someone telling you, you are the bane of my existence and the object of all my desires. Two complete opposites, which is one, I can't fucking stand you. But my God, I love you so much. I can't imagine my life without you is basically what he is saying in that line. And my God, it's so good. You are the bane of my existence and the object of all my desires. And then he gets closer to her and closer to her. And he says like, every day I dream of you. Every every day, every night I dream of you. And then shit gets seductive. 
he gets so close to her and he's just like, do you know all the ways a lady can be seduced? The things I could teach you. I'm like, bitch, bitch, you're getting married. Why are you telling me this? I'd be like, <laughs> I mean, we all want to see it. But at the same time, if I was K, I'd be like, bitch, I thought you said that was going on between us. What is this? Oh, my God. And then he proceeds and then she's just like, you know, I didn't ask to be plagued by these feelings, to be driven into distraction every time you walk into the room. And he says, so you admit it. It's unsupportable, insupportable, like, like unsufferable. Like, you know, you can't stand it. Um, And she's just like, yes, like, this sucks. Like, I hate having this feeling every time you walk into the room and they're so close to kissing and you think they're going to kiss because, my God, I swear their lips touched. It looked like they did, but they were just, there's lots of heavy breathing. And Anthony stops himself and he's just like, listen, if I marry your sister, it's going to bind you and me together forever. And every day I'm going to be, every day, in my marriage, I'll be wanting you, dreaming of you. Is that the kind of is that the kind of life that you want for your sister? Oh, and then he also says like he's he'll be dreading the day where his last honor of like his thread of honor finally stress uh, snaps, something like that. Basically, like waiting for the day that he's going to end up just cheating on cheating on her sister with her. Because he's just not going to be able to deal with the way he feels. Like he's just going to go for it. And then like is that the kind of life that you want for your sister? And Kate's just like in shock. Like what the fuck just happened? And then he he says I have to go. And he leaves. And that's the end of that scene. And guys I have so many things to say about that scene. Because it is it is so beautiful. Like and I remember I was listening to another reactor talk about this. And it is so true. Because he in episode two talked about how he wasn't a man of poetry and wasn't good at telling his feelings and all these things and I'm like bitch like what you just did was all feelings it was all these beautiful words of poetry of how you feel about this woman of how you feel about this situation for someone who doesn't like to talk about feelings and wants to put all that to the side everything he just said was so vulnerable everything he just said was exactly how he was feeling and it was all because of Kate Kate has brought out this side of him and it is so beautiful to see and yes did I want them to kiss absolutely but at the same time like it wasn't the right time you know they need another big firework kiss oh and it comes in the next episode and boy does it come but like the earning, the tension, it is what we all love to see in these kind of period dramas. And I was here for it. I loved it ev- every so fucking much. It's so good. But anyway, we're moving on to a really sad scene. So Kate um, and Edwina are speaking in the room. She's telling her like, hey, I did this because I I wanted to take the burden off Mama and a few. And I, I did this for you guys. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And Edwina's like, listen, like, I, 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 I want to marry the Viscount. I love him. That his life, the life he offers me, is all that I want. And at this point, you can just tell Kate's just like, well, 
I'm going to sacrifice myself because that's all Anthony and Kate do is sacrifice their happiness for their families, for their duties. And it's sad because, you know, you see it in Kate's face and Simona Ashley is so great in, in this episode, but you can just see how she is struggling between duty and love. She needs to do this. She loves her sister so much. She wants her sister to have the best life. She has this duty. She feels like she has this burden of having to take care of her sister and her family that she's not doing what is good for herself, what makes her happy, which is obviously to be with Antony, to to be honest with herself that she does have these feelings for him. And he and she just in that moment realizes like, well, I love my sister so much that I'm willing to sacrifice my feelings for the man that I love so that she can be happy with him. And also at this point, she hasn't realized that Antony really does love her. I think she, she's kind of not blind to it, but she just hasn't like really been like, okay, yeah, this man loves me. Like we love each other. Because at this moment, it's just been more of like a hate love situation. It hasn't been like Antony has said, I love you. I want to be with you. It's more of like a passion, a connection. But he hasn't necessarily said, I have feelings for you. I want to be with you. He's just saying he has these feelings of like wanting to do really improper things to her and just it's more like a passion, a saying, but not necessarily he has he said he loves her. Not yet. Um, so she, you know, at this moment, you're like, well, fuck. Clearly, because this whole time, this episode, you're like, how is this? How is the rest of the season going to go? You know, they're just getting deeper and deeper into this. And we know that Kate and Anthony have to be together, but he's getting married to the sister. There's no slowing of that down. Like, where is this going? Like, what in the actual fuck? Um, so... Anyway, that happens, and then we skip over, and oh my god, during this um, beautiful scene um, towards um, the beginning of, the end of that scene and the beginning of the next scene, which is where Kate and Antony meet, by chance actually, because they both can't sleep in the woods, um, the song, um, violent version of You Oughta Know is playing in the background, and I'm here to remind you of the cause you made when you met away. I just really, really fucked up those lyrics, and I will be completely honest. But it's that song, basically playing in violin, and it is beautiful, beautifully played. So they meet by pure mistake in the woods, and at this point, Anthony says to her, um, I'm going to break it off. Um because it's the right thing and then you and I never have to meet again and it'll be like we never met. And this is what I was thinking about in the beginning of the episode where I was like, but why does it have to be like you never met? Why can't you be together? <laughs> like, why? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Um, but anyway, he says, I've decided I'm not going to marry your sister. And this is when Kate's like, no, no, you have to. And there is this move, this power move, not a power move, but it just shows how desperate she is and how well she knows Anthony that she feels that she call him by his first name she is begging him please you have to marry my sister there's not another woman who is more kind who is more just than her and I cannot do this to her you need to marry her and he's like no I can't she's like you do and this feeling that we have this passion it'll pass this feelings it'll go away and it'll be like it never happened like you need to marry my sister Please, Lord Bridgerton, Anthony. And when he, when he, she says his name, 
because uh, back in this time of this time period men uh, women were not allowed to call men by their first name until they were married so that's why they only say lord bridgerton or they say lady Sh- uh, miss sharma miss edwina sharma it's never just like edwina it's never like kate it's just miss Aduna Sharma, Miss Aduna, Miss Kate, Miss Sharma. So the fact that she says Lord Bridgerton, and then she has a break, and then she's she like she flips it. She's like Anthony. Like she just calls him by name. And then when he he reacts, like, oh fuck, like she just calls me by my first name. Like, this is serious. And it's like you have to. We have to do you have to do this. And you just see in his face like how how hard this is on him because he, he this was his way out this was the way out for everybody and Kate now has just been like changed the game and she's like no you have to marry her which is funny because this whole season at this point she's like no I don't want you to marry my sister I don't want you to do this and now at this point she is so desperate she's like no I want my sister to be happy and I need you to marry her and it's it's so sad it's self-sacrificing to another extreme that is extremely sad and it breaks my heart because she loves her sister so much that she's willing to give up the love of her life for that oh my god it's it's so so sad it just oh my god i could just i'm literally tearing up on my podcast it's really sad um that she has to do that you know um and then you can see how upset you know anthony is in this moment that he doesn't want to do this but he loves kate so much that he says very well i will make sure that the wedding happens as soon as possible and he leaves on the horse and the scene pans out and pans out and then pans back in into kate and she is sobbing and is so sad that she has literally just driven away the love of her life that she has given everything up in this moment it's it is extremely sad i can't believe i'm crying like just thinking about how sad that is that she had to you know do that it's it's a beaut it's this episode is so amazing it is so so good um, but yeah, basically the episode does end on that note with the zoom out of Kate crying, fade out, end of scene. Um, and yeah, so that's episode five, guys. That was the breakdown for episode five. Um, like I mentioned, this was a fantastic beautiful episode that encompassed so many different feelings, so many different revelations and resolutions, and it was beautiful. It's this, this, and, and, and we have got five, six, we've got about three episodes left to recap, and it's just fan-fucking-tastic. Guys, I really, really hope you've been enjoying these scene-by-scene um, scene breakdowns, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you're listening on my podcast. I really hope you've been enjoying this because literally talking about these episodes brings me so much joy, just literally just talking about what is going on in these scenes? You know, what is going on for these characters? How beautiful this story has been um, developed and acted. It's it's incredible. And I really, really hope that you guys are enjoying these breakdowns. And um, yeah, so 
guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to me just talk and cry about one of my favorite shows ever. Like, literally ever. I love it so much. I can't wait to be back next week for episode 6. Please watch that. Um, Episode 6 will be dropping on... um, Excuse me. My YouTube video will be dropping for this on Wednesday. And if you're listening to this on my podcast, obviously it came out on Monday. So here we are. Um, But anyway, guys, like I said, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you guys in the next episode. I love you. Bye. Hey, Watchaholics. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed my last episode. And if you did, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review my podcast because it really helps me out. And if you didn't know, you can now watch the video version on my YouTube channel. You can find me at The Watchaholic Podcast. And of course, please let me know what movies and shows you'd like me to cover next by sending an email to thewatchaholicpodcast at gmail.com. That's thewatchaholicpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. I'm out of here. Bye.